Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about spirituality um, and our relationship to spirituality. But first, Jeff, what you got on today? So I was a little homage to the uh, Carolina Tar Heels. I got a little Carolina blue and navy blue and pink button down with the uh, Carolina shorts. So represents Carolina being a Carolinian. I'm just going to say that that's right uh, for a little over a year now. So uh, that's what I got. What about you? I've got this navy navy shirt with like these these white little dots it's not quite a polka dot more like lint in a black light but uh that and then i got these like these teal these teal shorts pretty comfortable um don't want to show too much leg there yeah please please. don't want to scare the audience yeah, for those for those that are listening to the podcast, be thankful that you weren't seeing that. And just, <laughs> just a mental image, if you remember the eighth grade dance, that would be Tatsu's button down for today. So <laughs> you'll have to check that out online and view that later. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. So man, spirituality, it's a huge topic. We're not gonna be able to cover everything in, in like 30 minutes, but um very interesting. Very interesting topic. Um, so what about like your your relationship to spirituality? Um, I guess, you know, whatever you whatever you'd like to share about, you know, your background with it and current current situation. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, as I mentioned on our previous podcast episode, I think it was one on faith. It's like there was religion and there were sports and I pretty much avoided religion. And then I pretty much rolled spirituality into the religion pie. So it really wasn't until my early 20s I even opened the door to spirituality. Um, Yeah, and now I think it's first and foremost, whatever your religious preference or non-religious preference or spiritual preference, like I think there's, you know, your relationship with your higher power, right? For me, that's God. So I think that now i know for me that that comes first um so outside of any kind of organized religion or rules or obligations or shoulds like that's a pretty cool relationship um and like as you know i can be a little headstrong so for me i think that's the thing that i've struggled with and can still continue to struggle with is putting my spirituality ahead of like my logic or my brain and pausing and saying, hey, look, like, I might not know it all, or I might think I should go this way, but I might need to go that way and be okay in the not knowing or the leaning on spiritual practices or spiritual faith in that journey. That's probably like the biggest hiccup for me and the thing I need to always remind myself. Um, When I do, it actually makes any decision process better and easier um, when I kind of like lean back and pause and then lean into 
you know, my spiritual practices, which include prayer, meditation, reading the Bible. Um, these things help navigate uncertainty more than my logic and my small brain would. Mm. Mm. So you sounds like you've humbled yourself quite a bit since your youngin days. Well, life has a way of doing that, right? <laughs> um, all you need to do is go through some challenges and obstacles. You get humble pie with no extra charge. So, um, and, and I'm thankful for that. I mean, I think, and maybe not in the moment, but those challenges and obstacles have humbled the ego. And then I have let that, you know, be a opportunity. Um, and not always, right. I'm definitely far from perfect. There's times where that won't happen. Um, but that's the thing to practice for me and the thing I'm working on and constantly aware of. Yeah. How much, how much freedom would you say you had in like kind of navigating this path of spirituality and what it is and what it, what it even is, you know, for yourself, was there a lot of pressure, less pressure from, from parents and others around you, or was there more or. I don't even think there was any, like my parents, like didn't talk about spirituality at all. Um, I don't remember them not like talking about something else instead. Um, it was more like do the right thing, moral stuff, basic code of contact, uh, conduct, I would say, but there was never any pressure to do anything. Um, it was more of like, Hey, we were into sports, focus on school and sports as a kid. Um, and then I think, you know, going through teenage years, college years, adult years, marriage, and, and obviously raising some kids. Um, it's just an extra foundational piece that they can lean on. Like I pretty much had my parents and common sense as a kid. So I did a lot of dumb stuff because like you can rationalize different things at different times. It's not so finite. And there was no other thing I could go to. Um, friends, maybe my parents, right? Depending on the topic and then logic. So it was very logic based, but we all know we could, we could twist logic in many different ways. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, well, I want something extra. I want something more connected, more for me. And that maybe my kids would appreciate moving forward. Yeah. And it's an ongoing process. So I think for me, it's not trying to get it right or not try to master it. I don't see like mastering spirituality as a thing. It's just the, the process, right. Of where you're at in that journey. Um, so that also keeps me excited, right. I don't get bored. So I'm like, okay, mastering spirituality, what's next. Um, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I see other opportunities and to, to get a little bit stronger in the spirituality sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, go ahead. yeah, I think, I think similar to you, I had a lot of freedom as well. My, I remember I went, I went to Catholic school from like preschool through third grade for whatever reason. I think there were just a is lot. That of when they, is that when they kicked you out? Yeah. They had to burn the school down because of me. <laughs> um, but I went out with the bang. No, uh, uh, I think f there were a lot of Japanese Americans that went to that school, it, and it was in uh, Little Little Tokyo, 
downtown. So we'd take a bus on the freeway to get there back then. And I, I think, um, I don't know how my, my parents probably had some kind of network where they felt that that school was good or whatever, <clears throat> private, private school, Catholic school, built in church. Uh, we'd go to some sort of mass every Wednesday. Um, we, we'd have religion class and I love the stories. Um, but I wasn't baptized. I, 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 we didn't practice Christian, uh, Catholicism or, or any other religion outside of like that mass at, at school. So one, one day I remember like seeing, finding a picture of Mary, Jesus and Buddha in my parents' nightstand. I'm like, what the heck is this? What's this about? Right. What's going on here? And all they, they always just said, Hey, just live a life, a good life. Don't burden other people. Um, you know, all those just live a, a morally good life. Um, so there was never any pressure on me as far as like selecting a religion. Mm. And I even felt kind of weird because whenever we'd go to mass um, and uh, like a lot of the other students would take communion and stuff, I'd sit in the pews, you know, because uh, I wouldn't go up because I, I wasn't baptized. Or even when uh, uh, they were like, all right, it's time to uh, not... Uh, they don't call it repenting, but um, when you confess confession, there was a time when we were confessing, right? All right, everyone, it's time to confess. So everyone, one by one, we're going to go to the priest and sit in that box and and um, confess your sins. And I'm like, I don't feel like I have a sin to confess, so I'll make one up. Um, I didn't listen to my parents. And <laughs> the priest was like, oh, you know, God forgives you and all that. So I felt like I was lying to the priest. Um, being forgiven for stuff for I don't know whatever but it was it was kind of weird like I, I didn't know what was real I, I didn't know what spirituality was but I did associate spirituality with religion yeah and because of being disconnected from religion I disconnected myself from my own spirituality you know and this this went on for years into my uh my adult life you know I just didn't understand it um but I like later on in life I I did start to feel like, all right, there's something very, very powerful about spirituality that I, I don't know, that I don't understand yet. And it just got very, very curious. Because, mm. you know, when you when you watch um, sports on TV and, you know, a player hits a home run, they hit, you know, they touch home base and they always like look up, point up to the sky. Or, or like when celebrities receive an award and they're like, oh, first, first and foremost, I want to thank God, right? Like, there's something about spirituality that enables people to excel or to create this beautiful music that could bring me to tears. You know, I'm like, there's something there. There's something very, very special and powerful. I just not, I'm just not connected to it yet. You know, so that's kind of that, that happened way later in life, you know? Um, so yeah, that was kind of my my background with regard to my relationship to spirituality. Now I, I feel like I'm a very very spiritual person. Um, I don't go to church or I don't go to temple or anything like that, um, but I do have my own spiritual practices, and I'm super super intrigued um, at what it is and you know what, what role it plays in my in my life. So many distractions these days, it may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. Check out Winning Habits by Jeff Miller, a 
former tennis pro and top-tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on Amazon.com. What do you think that like initial pull was to get curious and learn more? And then when did you like feel that pull? And then when did you actually do something about the pull? Awesome question. Um, I always felt like there was more to life than what I was seeing and, and experiencing. Like, like this can't be it. I go to school, you know, and, and, and then hang out on the weekends and, you know, maybe we'll go watch a movie or whatever, play sports. Like there's just something more. I just could not f- understand what it was and what was going on. It was only until I ruptured my right Achilles in 2009 and my left and then my left one in 2010 those two years back to back um, I think that's when my spiritual awakening really accelerated because I had all this time this downtime and I just started coming across these these thought leaders like Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra um, and I'm just like whoa what what is going on here what is this stuff like but it was resonating with me you know Um, and that's where it really sparked my curiosity into like finding out what this, what this path was, was all about, you know, what this part of me, you know, I was, I felt like there's these answers coming to me that I've been searching for all my life, you know, and it felt good. So it was, it was, it was like a more of a deeper knowingness that I couldn't really rationalize or explain, Mm. but it just felt right. You know, it felt, it felt true to me. It felt loving, felt empowering you know, felt honest. How about you? Yeah, I mean, similar. I, I think we both had uh, down times or slower times or challenges, right? Your Yours with your two Achilles surgeries. Mm-hmm. And mine happened in 2002, 2002, 2003, when I had uh, what was told to me was career-ending shoulder surgery before I started playing tennis. And that was like the low, probably the lowest time ever in my life. Cause I had just left school, moved back home, was training for a few months, about to go on the, on the pro tennis tour and boom, shoulder pull, you know, shoulder dies basically blew my shoulder. Um, it'd been hurting for a while. So, you know, there I am surgeon, like you're probably done but here's the rehab. Good luck. <laughs> His job was done. <laughs> and I was like, great. So, you know, I think that was like completely isolated. My friends were in college having fun and parents were working and my parents were like, you got to get a job or go to school. So I got a job, didn't like school back then. And it was physical therapy, sleep for 12 hours a day and work. And similar to you, I was just like, why can I, like, why is this happening? What is life really about? Kind of searching for the meaning and the purpose mm-hmm. and read the Bible front to back in three months while mm-hmm. I was working. Um, yeah, that, uh, that spinning studio isn't around anymore in LA. So shout out <laughs> to that place. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to read it from a curiosity standpoint. Uh, similar to you, I was attracted to the stories. Um, and if nothing else, I just knew a lot of things came from the Bible, uh, movies, um, books, 
um, programs, references, right? And I just really hadn't read any of the Bible. So I just read it and I just read, you know, an hour a day. <laughs> and uh, through reading the Bible, I had this pull and my, my background, my family is Jewish. So I read the Old Testament and there was something in there where it was like, I don't resonate with this type of God. And I remember it was like, felt like I was reading the most violent movie I'd ever seen and very fear-based and rules-based. And um, for whatever reason, I just was like, can't do that. And then I read the New Testament and it was, you know, you know, respect and reverence for God, but more of a loving God and more based on faith and rules and just pretty much decided, like, I think I want to go down this path. Nine years later, I got baptized. So there's a big gap, right, of stubbornness and logic. Um, but that was my first inclination to like take some action. Um, and yeah, my, one of my favorite courses in college was religion. And we learned about the five major religions taught by an atheist. So it was very pragmatic and scholastic, which I appreciated at the time. Um, you know, it had to be interesting because it was an 8 a.m. class in college. So right. I was there uh, <laughs> learning. So that just kind of got the wheels moving. Um, and similar to you, I can't really explain it, um, but I just felt like there was something more that I just hadn't really learned. Um, and that kind of got the wheels cranking. And, uh, you know, that was in 2000 and I met my wife in 07. I don't know, you know, she being more of a faith-based Christian person, I don't know if I didn't do those things and set myself up I would have been ready for something like that. But um, what I've learned is there's no accidents. <laughs> so from a spiritual standpoint, like there are no accidents, there are no coincidences. And those things had to line up in due timing. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's cool to look at that now and be like, oh, okay, there was other things at play here. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, for me, that, that was kind of the journey. Yeah, it's it's interesting how like opening myself up to what I don't know and being honest with it and being okay with it and just being curious, like how much more I've been I've become like able to see different clues, synchronicities. Right. Like 2010, I think it was around the fall of 2010. I had I'm, I'm still kind of recovering. I'm still hobbling a little bit, but I'm starting to play golf. Right. And I was playing in a tournament out in La Costa and Deepak Chopra has a wellness center there. And so I'm, I'm waiting for my, for my turn. It's kind of hanging out by the carts and I hear his voice, very distinct voice. And it's coming from behind me. I'm like, I hear Deepak Chopra up in here. Right. Like no way. I was like, there's no way. It's freaking Deepak Chopra. It was like it was like nine a.m. in the morning or something. Nine nine thirty. I turn around. It's Deepak Chopra sitting there, like on the practice putting green with with this with this other guy, um, some old guy, and just talking. Right. I'm like, oh my god, like what the heck is going on? And I totally chickened out. I didn't want to bother him and like ask for a, for a picture, but that in itself was a sign for me. Like, okay, I'm I'm on. I think I'm on the path. Right that's super cool right 
And another another example like that was uh, when I went to Elevation Church with you uh, last uh, last year, and all of a sudden um, that voice uh, from uh, I forgot her name, um, but she she was a guest with Hillsong, and oh, yeah. um, I'm like, this sounds just like her. What a what a fraud! This person trying to mimic her voice. That's blasphemy. How could you do that to such a unique, beautiful voice? Turns out it was her, right? <laughs> Turns out it was her in the flesh, on stage, right in front, right? And I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know, like those little synchronicities, I notice so much more. And it keeps feeling me that I'm on the right path. You know, whatever that path, however the path's going to be. Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than Listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And a little reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. But there are there some synchronicities like that that you've that you could totally remember and and, and like to share here. Yeah, I mean, uh, everything, uh, my whole life, man, um, has been little synchronicities over time, uh, like meeting my wife. I met Steph when I was supposed to be in Northern California, we met in LA at a friend's birthday party, I was injured. I was supposed to be somewhere else. And we met at a friend's birthday party that I went to high school with, she went to college with, but we never saw each other in those time periods. Never knew each other, never met each other. Pretty sure if we ever did, none of this would have happened just from who, at least who I was, I can't speak for her but who I was, that just wouldn't have worked. And meeting her on the tail end of my playing career, again, if I was traveling 30 plus weeks of the year, knowing her, it wouldn't have worked. Um, the way our kids were born. I mean, I share a birthday with my second child on the same day. Um, certain things like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Moving from LA to North Carolina, and having all of those pieces come into play. And we're talking about hundreds of logistical pieces. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just trusting and just going with my gut. I mean, that's pretty much how I've lived my life. But again, when you look back, it's like, yes, there was a bit of that. But where does that intuition and trust come from? That comes from spiritual connectedness and trust and faith. And sure, there's due diligence and all that too, but it doesn't the 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 spark doesn't come from logistics. Spark comes from faith, trust, imagination. And then from that, like take your hands off the wheel a little bit. And I very much been that kind of personality. I've always been like, yeah, buy this thing and we'll figure it out how later. Or go start this business and we'll figure it out later. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's, you know, I've had a little bit of assurance based on the spiritual belief and faith that I have. 
there's probably nothing <laughs> that I can take credit for that wasn't in that realm. Hmm. And ironically, if we look at, you know, well-being and you look at like mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, spiritual is probably the first thing that goes and the last to come back. Hmm. And you would think that based on like what I just said, that I would pay special attention to that arena. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's one of those things where I need to have practices, be consistent with those and also stretch those. We can get comfortable spiritually. And I don't think we grow spiritually when we're comfortable, just like anything else. So, you know, those are things where, like I was uh, sharing with Tatsu right before we started recording, um, pushing myself for a 21 day challenge of intermittent fasting and no processed sugar. And for the folks listening who know me, probably laughing as I say that, because sugar, sugar is probably like the biggest partner in life for me. So putting that down and then, you know, not eating for a certain time, the, the reason behind the challenge is to spiritually get closer to God. Because I'm not going to be able to do it on my own. And the first, like after the first day, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. <laughs> so then, you know, praying and getting closer and like just giving that up to someone outside of me is the intention behind that. So setting up things, whether they're challenges or practices or rituals, like going to church. Um, there's a lot of times I don't want to go to church, right? There's a lot of times I don't want to do things. But every time I'm there and I leave, I feel better. I equate that a lot to the connected energy in that room. Mm -hmm. That people are all there working on their spirituality. What's something, you know, again, as we kind of like wind down here. I'm curious for the folks listening, regardless of where they are in their spiritual journey, some like maybe me, like had nothing there. Uh, maybe someone who has a lot of deep practices or maybe someone who's wanting to reinvent the, the narrative and the old story. Like I'd love for you to share like some of your go-to practices around spirituality and maybe something that they could take on. Um, Definitely a deeper understanding of what spirituality is, for one, or what other people say it is, and and for for us to compare what resonates with us or not. So, like learning by by reading, for example, read the Bible. Um, the book I've never read the the Bible cover to cover, but the book um, Conversations with God mm -hmm. that really answered a lot of questions that I've had for most of my life. Um, and put a lot of things into perspective um, that helped um, start to shape my personal relationship with God, the creator, universe, source. Um, and I think, as you mentioned earlier about how the mind was starting, like blocking you from becoming more spiritual because you didn't, you, you didn't have the answers to certain things. So it's like, but I want to control. I want the answers. Um, that is a whole journey in itself, right? So to practice leaning into, well, first, like accepting that we don't know everything and we will never know everything. Never, ever. Our brains are too 
primitive because it's based on data and and memories yeah we can't we can't know the future we can't know everything outside of what we know <laughs> so that that's a humbling step in itself but from there on like just to practice letting go a little bit more yeah. you know if it's like oh the dishes are a mess in the sink and i love control maybe i'll leave the dishes in in the sink a little dirty for a day just as a practice you know letting go of control little by little whatever it's awesome maybe. how about how about you yeah i love those practices i would definitely echo the same and then i would also say don't do it alone you know mm -hmm. find someone who else is looking for that looking for that deeper understanding uh joining a, a meetup group or a church group or a spirituality group i have so many options nowadays mm -hmm. um, even like a social media group if you want to kind of do it you know and you're a little timid um really just getting curious but doing it with somebody or with some people. Um, I feel like that helped a lot because um, I did do it alone for a while. And uh, there's a lot of questions and conversations I could have had that would have been a little bit easier or a little bit more enjoyable if I had someone else to do it with. Um, but yeah, I think adding the connection piece to it um, might make it more fun. Oh, I 100% agree, man. I think there are so many different vehicles to get to God, to develop that relationship with God and whatever resonates with you best, follow that path, whether it's a religion, whether it's not a religion, whatever it may be. Um, I think there's something going on deeper that we can't really fathom, but it's all heading towards the same place, which is God, which is love. Um and doing it with someone is is definitely key, I would say. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I know we can go on and on and on on this topic, and we'll probably have other continued episodes on this one for sure. Um, where can the peeps find us? If they want to listen to more, follow all the things the kids are doing, where do they go? Social media, Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, all the podcast platforms, you can hear us on on all those. Um, check us out. Yes, we very much want this to be collaborative. So please reach out. We're always talking to people about different topics. And eventually we'll be having some guests on the show down the line. So if that's something that interests you too, let us know. Tatsu, as always, it's a pleasure. Likewise, my brother. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.